Mike. Mike. Something's happening. I like my costume. No, you don't. Yes, don't I do. It gives me special bat powers. God, we gotta cut you out of that thing. Let's hang in there, old chum. Alfred, don't touch me. I'm Batman. And Harriet. And Harriet. I need cookies. Cookies. Welcome to Geek Salad, episode 11. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Our uh, look at all things Batman. I'm Andy. And I'm Mike. And with us is Mike G, who's in the studio today. Hey, Mike. Howdy. Thank you for coming in today. <laughs> Could have said more, but decided not to. Well, yeah, it's, it's just been one of those days. Hey, man, a few words. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're back after our successful Top 25 Geek uh, movie episode. I thought that went really well. Oh, very Had well. a lot of positive experience on it, and um, just made us want to get it back into it as soon as possible. As soon as possible, meaning like, what, three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> The whole bi-weekly thing isn't really working out all that well for us, is it? Eh, yeah, do what you gotta do, though. You know, yeah. we, have those, we have things called lives. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I well, had to let the final snowstorm come in and go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. Um, I'm hoping to New England. <laughs> yes, damn you to hell. So, um, yeah, we've been gone for a little while, but while you were waiting, we did um, throw a little game out to our, our fans and our listeners mm-hmm. uh, called the Wearing Your Precious Game. All right, oh, yeah, yes. We had fun. a... We had a good time with that. To um to give anybody who who didn't answer the email, read the email, or just is new to the uh, the show, uh, wearing your precious is a game that I was playing kind of by myself, where I would have to make the case for a movie. In in one case, like uh, wearing your your precious Titanic, would you find an invisible man? When I was trying to tell people that you have to see the Avengers, the Ray Fiennes Uma Thurman movie. Yes, these are things he does alone. Yes, and I decided I'd like to see what other people had to offer with that. We actually got, oh my god, what a, yeah, what a great no, it actually, turnout. It was pretty funny. It was awesome. pretty funny. Some of the ones are hysterical. Awesome turnout. So, uh, you know, like I had one, uh, where in your precious streetcar named Desire will you find Fergie getting torn apart by zombies? <laughs> which was from um, from uh, Grindhouse. Honestly, oh, yes. honestly, seeing any Black Eyed Peas getting torn apart by zombies is a good thing. Absolutely. Book. Yes. <laughs> well, I am. We require brains. <laughs> so that was on yesterday, actually. Oh, was it? Yeah, just the Planet Terror, not the double uh, feature. You know, they still haven't released that whole thing on, like, one Why DVD. Not? I don't know. Oh, well. I don't know. More, mon- don't. more money selling them separately. I'm waiting. Because yeah, but, they don't, but the problem is with that, you don't, A, you don't get the full experience, and B, there's no, um, they don't include all the trailers. As no, far no, as no, where, no. Yeah, so. Which sucks. That was half the fun. Right. And they're available on Blu-ray now, too, and they still haven't kind of just made right. it like one just, you know, I, I, I think... Blu-ray's if were, big enough, they could do it, too. That's well, yeah. well, the thing is that they could do also with that, if they really want to earn points in my book, I mean, they will make it, like, just the, the packaging, like, sweaty and chewed on. Like, you know, like, you give each pack to a dog just to play with for five minutes, <laughs> and then take it away, like, oh, this is sloppy. So, uh, Mike, you actually had one that yep. you wanted, you had in there. Want to read it? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, so I wrote, uh, Where in your precious twilight will you find David Naughton skiing down a mountain wooing the ladies? <laughs> From the great hot dog, the motion picture. Yep. Yep, yep. Hot dog. 
Um, our good friend from uh, Living Under Martial Law, Brian P. Dermody, came up with quite a few of them. Uh, where in your precious battleship Potankin would you find the Necro Butcher? <laughs> in reference to that awesome staple scene in The Wrestler. Um, where in your precious doubt will you find Zap Rosdauer? Rosdauer! Where in your precious The Reader would you find a Shelby GT car uh, chase through San Francisco? <laughs> Shelby car? I, would, I don't know which one that is. Is that Mitchell? Uh, huh? Is that Mitchell? Oh, it might be Mitchell. Because there was a Mustang in that. There so. was, yeah, I think it was might have been Shelby GT. Though? I think so. Might have been, yeah. It, it wasn't LA. I think it was Mitchell. I'll have to ask. I'll have to find out. All right, where in your precious Jonas Brothers movie would you find Harvey Keitel as a pimp? A sexy driver. Well, actually, you can also amend this one with where in your precious Jonas Brothers movie will you find Harvey Keitel's penis? There you go. <laughs> I don't really want to see the Jonas Brothers movie anymore. <laughs> Did you want it beforehand? No, not really. Well, I'll let you in on a little spoiler, and everyone, spoiler alert, Harvey Keitel penis all over the Jonas Brothers movie. <laughs> oh! All over it. Um, from my long-lost cousin, uh, David, uh, where in your precious Citizen Kane will you find the droids you're not looking for? <laughs> um, Mike, you had one here. Yes, I did. Where in your precious Darby O'Gillan little people will you find DS9's major cura being beheaded by a camp counselor? Ouch. <laughs> How was Friday the 13th, by the way? I, it was everything I expected, and, you know, nothing more that I didn't. Okay. I heard it was okay. That's, I mean, I heard it yeah. wasn't bad, it wasn't horrible, it wasn't great, but it was like a decent remake, it, I guess. It was Friday the 13th, what you expect. Uh, yeah. Right. Know, I think we should do a show on remakes. Well, we're going to, I think I think we. I think that, that's on the list for Is this it? year. One of yeah, our, one of our itinerary? Definitely. Yeah, you know what, that might actually not be bad to kind of go in with our, um, sometime during our summer blockbuster season. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right, so... Um, Brian from Orlando had, uh, where in your precious on Golden Pond will you find someone trying the cock because they've known where it's been? From the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. Oh, God. <coughs> uh, that was an insanely long title. That was an insanely long title. A decent movie, though. Not available on DVD, and um, I still stand by my assertion that Helen Mirren is the hottest old lady working in movies today. I'll go to that. two-piece somewhere, and yeah, she's still looking really well. Yeah, yeah. Um... Chris from Hudson writes, Where in your precious Star Wars you find an army of flying hawkmen? Oh, God. Flash! Oh! Ruler of the universe! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, from our buddy Steve-O out in uh, upstate New York, he, he really stepped up to bat. He's got a shitload of these things. Uh, where in your precious places in the heart will you find Robert Downey Jr. urinating on a corpse? Oh, from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Where in your precious Dosh, Dr. Zhivago will you find Christopher Maloney humping a refrigerator <laughs> for wet, hot American summer? Where in your precious Hello, Dolly, will you find Jeremy P uh, Piven demonstrating what a skillful mix of Elvis Costello and Public Enemy would sound like? Oh, God. Oh, singles. Geez. Where in your precious Ordinary People, you find Timothy Dalton with his jaw impaled on, a on the steeple of a yeah. model church. Oh, uh, Yeah. Where in your precious Lawrence of Arabia, will you find a psychopath murdering young women and using their corpses to make perfume? Uh, from Perfume, the story of a murderer. Um, remind me to get back to this in just a second, because okay. I, I have to talk about that absolutely fucked up ending. We saw it recently, and good God. Um, where in your precious Bridget Jones' diary, will you find a guy reaching into a bed to rescue someone who's being eaten by the bed? Oh, and man. pulling back uh, a skeletonized hand from our, our our favorite movie, Deathbed. The, the, the Ben Eddie's people. people. <laughs> and uh, TV edition, where in your precious friends will you find a dramatic pin, uh, paintball death scene? That's uh, from Sta Spaced, starring uh, Simon Pegg. Oh, okay. Uh, Simon Pegg. All right. Now, 
Back to Perfume, the story of a murderer. Okay. A couple months ago, Autumn and I got this kind of as a curiosity thing from Netflix. And uh, it is indeed about a psychopath who murders young women and turns their flesh into uh, sweet-smelling perfume. Sounds like a classic. Oh, it's it's actually an interesting movie. It's, it's interesting if you like period pieces and murder. Okay. Um, the thing about this movie, this is absolutely fucked up ending, where... They, they've got the guy on trial. They're essentially just going to murder him in the town square. And he lets loose, like, just a little whiff of this perfume of all the murdered people. And at that point, everyone kind of drops what they're doing and just starts going into, like, this unbelievable orgy. Okay. Just around him. Just, just, just people boning left and right and all in slow-mo and everything like that. And he's just kind of standing there like, I, I should probably make my escape now. <laughs> And it goes on for like twenty minutes. Oh God! So yeah, I you know, in terms of legitimate movies with great orgy scenes, I got to go with that one. All right. <laughs> um, not as much uh, hardcore pornography that I wasn't expecting when I saw Caligula, oh, also yeah. from Netflix. <laughs> and you know, I'm not, I don't consider myself to be a prude or anything like that. But um, when you watch a movie and you, you're sitting, and just like think to yourself, man. There is way too much hardcore <laughs> pornography in this movie. Than... Everybody's just kind of hanging out in that movie. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's, um, I don't recommend it. No. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Okay. So anyway, we've uh, got tons of stuff to talk about because we're, uh, we're going to Gotham. All right. All right. We're talking about Batman. Um, primarily Batman, or one of the Batman movies, The Dark Knight, which we've talked about numerous times on this show. Absolutely. And I think this is, kind of its, this is kind of its retirement from Geek Salad. Okay, uh, and it makes yeah. sense because we, you know, we're, we're at the end of award season now. Yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger finally pulled uh, what Jack Nicholson could not do mm-hmm. and won an Oscar for playing a Batman villain. Yeah. yeah. So of course, I don't feel that they were giving it to him for the Joker. I no. think just because he died. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think anybody would probably agree with that. Yeah. It was yeah. not that he wasn't bad. Oh, he was good. It was phenomenal. He deserved it. But, but I don't you know, think but it that... just goes to show that you know, if you're going to get an award like that, you've got to die to get the award because if he was still alive, he would have never gotten it. It would have been no, like I don't think to, so. I, don't, I think because that's... you know you look at it. You look at the Oscars. It's pretty much they want the sappy, heartfelt story type movie characters. Usually, I mean, you know, most nine times out of ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, um, what's her name? She she won for a million dollar million dollar baby. Oh, uh, Hillary Swank. Have you noticed that every time she wins an award, it's because her character dies in the end. That's true. Yeah, boys that don't is cry. True. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, the thing with 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 the Dark Knight in terms of its treatment at the Oscars, I just felt like it was. I don't want to say shameful because that's just. I mean, it's an award show. It's essentially it's a trophy ceremony. Yeah. It's you know, but the way that I mean, eight, eight nominations, two awards. I mean, it at least should have swept most of those those technical awards. And oh, absolutely. Mm, oh, yeah. I, I think that they just the Academy just sent a very strong message that popcorn films are not welcome. This town needs an enema. Which, yeah. which I think is ridiculous. I mean, it is. It is. Look this the, is. Let's look at what Dark Knight did. I mean, they, it's I mean, the how fa- best reviewed movie of two thousand eight. Absolutely. Absolutely, and look at how close they got to Titanic as far as money. Right. I mean, yeah. it's almost you know, it's right. almost topping it. I mean, that's Titanic how, swept. You know. Yeah, Titanic. Well, Titanic didn't actually sweep, and we're going to get into that in a second because uh, one of the awards it did not win went to a Batman alum. Oh, really? Yes. Um, actually, I'll bring that up now. Uh, 1989's Batman. Um, Ken Basinger won Best Supporting Actor, right, beating out Gloria, Swan- uh, not Gloria Swanson, Gloria um, Stewart. Really? Uh, Confidential. L.A. Confidential, one wow. of the best movies ever made. It was a good movie. Um, good yeah, movie. so that's, you know, when, but, um, yeah, that. 
Return of the King obviously is the best picture winner, yeah, but right. I think you have to you kind of have to have that mix of lots of costumes. Yeah. It has to be a costume epic in order to win, and that's absolutely you know. But that's you know that's that's our bitter pill, and yeah. we, we've swallowed it, and now we get to move on to the uh, the real meat of the matter here. Let's talk about Batman, gentlemen. All right. All right. So we all know the facts about Batman, right? Uh, yeah. Created in 1939 by Bob Kane, mm-hmm. but a year after Superman. Yep. Um, really kind of a dark crime fighter. Yeah. Fought a lot of Irish uh, Irish gangsters. Yes. Yep. With uh, with ridiculous nicknames like Spats, Mick Tuxedo Bib, yeah. and uh, <laughs> He's basically taking Dick Tracy's, uh, you know, some of his uh, rogues gallery there. Just about. But almost. It was almost the, the same thing idea. Is, is that in Dick Tracy, I don't think every villain during that first year was was like dumped into a vat of acid to be killed. True. No. It I'm wasn't like sure. and he didn't have like he didn't have like a wacky group of friends to help him. Remember the cartoon? Yeah. Dick Tracy had a little wacky group of friends would help him all the time. Oh, oh yeah, those were horribly racist friends. Yeah, yeah. like go go Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Batman didn't have that. He had Robin, you know. Yeah, uh, Robin, who was introduced about a year later. Yeah. Uh, same as the Joker. Joker was introduced uh, within a year mm-hmm. of Batman's release. Those are the two kind of the biggies in the right. in the, right. in the Batman now, gallery. Now, when they first introduced him, did they actually explain the origin then, or did they just kind of introduce him right there and then? I don't no, remember they didn't. Uh, I think his origin was, ex- was explained in issue 16, I think. Something like that, yeah. it was. Oh, I, it came to the Red Hood. That was a whole. Was well, that, that was the Joker's. That was the joke. The Joker's origin, right? Yeah, and even that's been retooled quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it, they all they always retell the Batman story, the Batman origin. Right. I mean, you see it in. I, mean, I think about half the movies actually show the origin of Batman. Right. Yeah. The TV show always alluded to it. Mask of the Phantasm alluded yep. to it as mm-hmm. well, and it's you know it's like one of those things that anybody who knows anything about Batman knows that his parents were murdered. Yep. And that's how he became Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just never got over it, and it just basically. <laughs> And you figure for the 30s and late 40s, that's a pretty dark, that's a pretty deep subject. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody's, everything's usually pretty, you know, you know, rose-colored, gla- you yep. know, rose-colored and happy, and, you know, that's how everybody thinks. But, you know, you're taking a, something that was ahead of its time. Yeah, like, very ahead exactly. of its time. And, I mean, when they introduced Robin, how did they bring Robin into the fold? His, they, family uh, got, his family died. Yeah, yep. his, his family was killed, too. They were uh, dropped off of a, tra- of a uh, trapeze. Yeah. Right. Uh, now, if you had your choice... Being shot in an alley or drop, being dropped off a trampe- trapeze Ooh. as the way to go. Shot in the alley. Shot, shot in the alley. alley. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I'd go with shot in the alley too. Dropping in the trapeze, you have like, oh great, I'm going to die. Yep. <laughs> well, Robin always seems so chipper after that, though, which is yeah. kind of funny too. When you yeah. when you think about it, it's like, okay, let me just sit back here and reflect on a, uh, my parents' last thoughts before their uh, <laughs> head went through their ass. And when well, uh, you figure, you know, yeah, it's like, okay, hey, gee, golly. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hole in a donut! <laughs> they put the pomade in my hair now. You know? Exactly. Um, <laughs> my little panties. Oh, you had to mention them. Come on, he has to mention them. Come on, you have to. It was the, the gay overtone right there. I just well, didn't want to think about them. Yeah, no, yeah. But you knew it was coming, and you knew they were panties too, because um, when they show shots of the Batcave and like you know Batman's archives, they've got like the. Um, that that tube with the with Rob the original yeah, Robin costume is in yeah. suspension and it's the mask, it's the cape, it's the top, Tunic, yeah. and it's the panties. <laughs> yeah, there's no like little like you know pantyhose no, or anything you know right. connected to it. Just, right. Um, you know, Leia Robbins would eventually get pants. Yes. At least, not so much uh, Dick Grayson. No. <laughs> Now, it must have been chilly in those Gotham winter nights. Yeah. Is it any wonder he got pissed off and became Nightwing? Exactly. Ugh. And essentially, just that—that's that, head to toe. That costume oh, yeah. is really just head to toe, yeah, too. So, no one's gonna touch me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> show us, show us, Dick, on the doll where Batman touched you. 
nice segue right there. Actually. Thank you. Yeah, because. Um, in 1954, there was a uh, quack named Frederick Wortham who uh, wrote a book called Seduction of the Innocent. Uh, primarily the book pinned down all of society's ills to one thing, comic books. Oh, okay. yes. Um, and while most of it had to do with stuff like EC Comics and their, you know, horror by night and yeah. gargling yeah. eyeballs, uh, you, know, and a, and a, yep. you know, and a goblet of gore kind of books, uh, they did bring up a whole lot of stuff about um, other, you know, DC characters. Yeah. Uh, primarily Batman and Robin and how they need to start hanging out with girls. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, you know, after 1954, Batman and Robin really kind of went all not gay. Yeah. And um, they introduced stuff like the uh, the Batman family uh, with yeah. um, Batgirl yep. and uh, Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Batgirl, who still remains... A ridiculous character to this day, even after being shot in the in the pelvis. She's oracle, yeah. Um, And the thing is, is that with that, with the seduction of the innocent, the nineteen fifties to the nineteen sixties, most of the Batman comic books just got silly. Yeah, yeah. A lot of um, and and Crack dot com actually has a great gallery of like the twenty stupidest. Batman covers. Oh, I remember that. Oh. And they had the one like Batman has to wear a different color outfit. Yeah. Every you know. Oh yeah. They'll during every caper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, you know, kind of along with some lines, someone's made a uh, website about all the t- all the covers from Superman comics that shows where he's being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and there's this one where he's like playing the father to Jimmy Olsen and was saying, uh, "If you don't if you don't do better, I will hate you." <laughs> Now, what's funny, too, getting back to this whole not gay thing, yeah. um, in the there's a in, in the Superman box of steel, there's that great Superman documentary. Yeah. And um, I, what was it? Do you remember, Mike? Do you remember the cereal that they were they were promoting? I think it was like Sugar Pops or... Yeah, it might have been. It was like some yeah. Kellogg sugary cereal. And uh, originally what they were going to do was write in Clark Kent and Lois Lane having breakfast together. And then the censors were like, whoa. What are they doing spending the morning together? Right. Did they have sexual relations? So instead, they have uh, Clark, sh- uh, you know, sharing a, a wonderful breakfast with uh, his boy, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody questioned anything. Nope. <laughs> well, that was the funny part. I mean, it's funny, you know, today, now, you know, now you get a commercial where a girl's doing it like, you know, Victoria's Secret outfit, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but those, those 1960s, 50s, 1960s, ridiculous Batmans, they bring us into what most like diehard Batman fans call the dark period, which yeah. is really sad because it's like day glow bright. Yeah. yeah. Um, that segues us nicely into the 1966 Adam West Batman series. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Adam West! Hey kids, Batman! Dad, that's not the real Batman. Of course I'm Batman. See, here's a picture of me with Robin. Who the hell's Robin? Oh, I guess you're only familiar with the new Batman movies. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> the only true Catwoman is Julie Newmar, Lee Merriweather, or Eartha Kitt. And I didn't need molded plastic to improve my physique. Pure West. And how come Batman doesn't dance anymore? Remember the bat to see? <clears throat> Yo, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice meeting you. Just keep moving. Don't make eye contact. Oh, boy. Oh it's pretty boy. much kind of, you know, stemmed right off of it. Yep. Yeah. How Zam and wow. I mean, you thought they would put the nail in the coffin, yet it did really well. Well, that and that's the, that's the, the scary thing, part. is that the sales of Batman had, had just tanked during yep. that time. And Bob Kane was like, oh, I'm just going to kill him. 
Yeah. And then the con- then the, the TV series came out, and it was like this huge smash for three solid years. Yeah. And and in all honesty, though, the first season or so was not that cheesy. I mean, it, it was it was corny, but it wasn't the level of corny that you expect from it. It wasn't until like the second and third season that it just downhill big time. Well, I think what was funny about it too was every time like you know something would happen, mm-hmm. he just happened to have that one gadget yeah. in his utility belt. It's like if they were like you know stuck on like an island or something like that. He had the magical boat that just you know the yeah. bat you know the bat rat the emergency <laughs> raft that just came out of his thing. You know, it's always something that just came right for that particular you know. One, so that was always that was always kind of funny. Nice. Did we mentioned the bat shark repellent. Yes. Yep. Oh god. Bat shark repellent. Uh, you and your trained exploding shark. <laughs> yeah, but I was brought up in the movie. Now, what's what's the deal with the movie? Because I've always heard that it was filmed prior to the original, the start of the series. But so I, thought it ended it was, up... I thought it was after. No, I think it was filmed after. It was, okay, yeah, it was filmed yeah. after. All right, and that's that's one of the. Th- um, Julie Newmar? No, or Lee Merriweather. Lee Merriweather was the Catwoman. Um, one of three yep. women yeah. to don the mantle in a three-year series. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bertha Kitt yep. was in the middle. And, uh, yeah, Julie, Julie Newmar. 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 <laughs> you guys got a preference? Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar, yeah. Julie Newmar. Yep. yep. I will say Lee Merriweather is a close second. Yeah, yeah. So. Bertha Kitt had the more sensuous voice, but I don't think she had the... She didn't look the part. Right, much. right. And, I mean, the thing with Bertha Kitt was that she kind of allowed the producers of that terrible 2004 Catwoman movie to say, well, look, Catwoman was black. Right. Yeah. That and, was an excuse. Oh, yeah, that was the only excuse they needed to get Halle Berry, who was like, hey, you know what? Fuck you, X-Men, all right? You, know you don't give me a decent story. I'm going to go I'm gonna go off. I'm going to have my own franchise. Yeah. You know what Eartha Kitt, remind, Eartha Kitt reminded me of, actually? Do you remember in the old Star Trek cartoon? Like, there was times when a horror wasn't there. It was like a cat type. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, that reminded me of Eartha Kitt. I don't know why, because it was like that was like Catwoman, like, times ten. Well, but it's funny, too, because I'm sure that, um, you know, during the 1960s on the Vegas club scene, uh, Eartha Kitt and Nichelle Nichols were virtually in- interchangeable. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so were you Catwoman, or were you on the Enterprise? <laughs> Now, uh, the, now the series it did introduce a new character, Aunt Harriet. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, actually, Aunt Harriet was introduced in the comics okay. a couple years before, but okay. I, think that, I think the series really brought her off. But you and I had a discussion about this yesterday, yeah. though, that the sole purpose Aunt Harriet is there yeah. is just to make sure that uh, Dick and, and Bruce aren't doing anything really, really gay inside of Wayne, Man- Wayne Manor. And eating their veggies. Yep. Yes. Oh. But you know, it's kind of funny. All I could think of is like that was like you know the Andy Griffith answer to Ian B. You know? Yeah. Well, you know what? We, we're superheroes, but I can't keep. I can't tell my aunt. And um, well, I don't want to invoke her wrath either. <laughs> it's like that scene in Transformers the movie mm-hmm. where um, you know all these two thousand you know two thousand ton robots are hiding from Sam's parents. Yeah. Oh yeah. For fear of retribution. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um. All right. We 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 do have to talk about Adam West. Okay. Pure West. Pure West. Is it just me, or does every time he talks, it sounds like he's thinking about the best cheeseburger he's ever had, ever, and Absolutely. how he wishes that he has it right now? <laughs> it's like how I met your mother. <laughs> the best cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. Adam West. <laughs> that should be a burger, the Adam West, you know, or some kind of sandwich. <laughs> well, there'd be a lot of ham in it. Absolutely. Oh! <laughs> and a little bit of cheese. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Adam West, um... There, there was a ranking of all the all the Batman um, that Hollywood has produced. Adam West obviously ranks at the very, very, very bottom. Um, 
if if you can find a picture of him, because you just look at him. First of all, the the mask is nothing more than a hood with like a little mask, you know, put over it. Yeah. And they, they actually had to draw in his eyebrows. Oh, the white yeah, eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, the white eyebrows. Uh, the bat symbol is somewhere around his midsection, his vast doughy midsection. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like just kind of there, you know. Yeah. It's, you know. <laughs> and he's wearing granny panties. Yeah, I mean they're kind of up to there, kind of up past the yeah. button there. Exactly, and you know and the, the chicken legs coming yep. down after. <laughs> You know, the steroid technology has gotten so much better in the last 40 years, Absolutely. hasn't it? it? It's it's just, it's sad. And it's yeah. sad now to see him because, I mean, apart from his, I, it has like a full-time gig now doing Family Guy as Mayor Adam West. The only other thing you see him doing are these uh, these terrible TV commercials for Own Your Own ATM. Yep. Mm-hmm. And every time he shills anything, he's got to like throw in just that kicker of, I wish I had one of these in the Batcave. <laughs> you know what I saw? He's in some movie coming out now. It's It's got Justin Whalen in it. Justin Whalen thinks he's a superhero or something like that, so he goes to something and he gets. And it's like he's in a taxi, which is the, the old Batmobile, and yeah. and you know Adam West is the taxi driver. <laughs> so it was some it was something on it was on it's on Apple dot com. So it was kind of funny. Oh jeez, that's 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 horrifying. Yes, my dream casting though for Adam West has always been a movie with him and William Shatner, mm. and the, the theme of the movie either has to be an election <laughs> or. A courtroom drama oh, where they're both lawyers on the opposing sides. Well, I, hey, I would see that Boston Public. So, <laughs> well, Boston Public just had, uh, yeah, they they missed their opportunity. They yeah. could have had Adam West as a lawyer on there. And I'll tell you, or like make them like brothers or something like that. I'll tell you because you know the funny thing was it. it they're so cheesy that they they would be good. Yep, yeah. that's the funny thing about it, and I think it would really work. Right, you know that was the, that's the funny thing. Do you about think it. he'd still be rocking the ascot? I think he would. Yeah. I think he could rock it nicely. He was rocking that thing in the 60s when people were stopped wearing ascots in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that's just, it's, the th- the funny thing about that, that TV show is I think it put a stain on anybody wanting to make a Batman movie for a long period of time. Yeah. Right? Um, there's this great Batman collection. It's the Batman movie collection of the first four movies. The mm-hmm. awesome two Tim Burton movies and the horrible the horrible Joe Schumacher movies. Right. Um, but there's this great documentary about the Batman, kind of the process of making Batman. And Michael Uslan, who was one of the producers, um, and I, he taught, like, I think the first comic book class ever at Columbia University. Mm-hmm. Um, he had gone to producers for years trying to get a Batman movie off the ground. Uh, and they were just, they all they could think of was this TV show. Right. And it killed it because it's like, it's more than just, you know, pow, whap, and zam. Yeah. You yeah. know? There's a lot more of the character. Yeah, you know, that's it's the it's thing. a very dark character, and the Adam West series pretty much you'd never know it, right? Yeah. You, know, you would never know. It. You got the you know, you know, you got you know the red phone calling you know Commissioner Gordon, yeah, and of course who was Commissioner Gordon's little uh, like the cop sidekick there? Oh, like, like uh, Sergeant O'Hoolahan. Yeah, oh. and, he, and he had that stereotypical Irish, you know, drunk Irish cop, exactly in Gotham. Go oh. figure. Uh. Um, yeah, let's let's just backtrack a little bit about the comic books. Okay. All right. Um. Are there any, like, certain comic books you guys really, like, stories or an era of Batman comic books you guys really liked? I never really read Batman a lot, so I really can't comment on it. I wasn't a big Batman. I was more Green Lantern, Superman, mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of the Marvel stuff yeah. as well. Right. So I never really read a lot of the Batman stuff. Um, I mean, I did read the Hush ones. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Hush was very good. Oh, Hush was um, good. And the uh, whole thing with, um, I remember when, when Batman, when, um, what's his name? Bane broke his back. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, of yeah, course, he brought the whole um, Azrael thing, you know, the, the replacement. The replacement stuff. Batman. <laughs> you know, 
and of course, magically his back healed. So I thought those were two really good stories. Yeah, yeah because it were. really was a kind of a there were like turning points there a little bit. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, the whole nightfall and um, the where um, Bane broke his back. That one was mm-hmm. a big one for me. Yeah, yeah. What about the Dark Knight Returns? Did you guys ever read that? No. I've kind of skimmed it every now and then. It, it is a very good one. Um, I just never got around to actually just reading it though. I I, I have. I love it. It's it's one of those comic books that got me back into comic books mm-hmm. um, and got me more interested in Batman. It, it just it, for me it just kind of came at the right time and it's it's so good and and for me it's a little difficult to really embrace only because you know we Mike we talked about this earlier about uh, Batman Beyond yeah. how I really have a hard time embracing alternate history mm-hmm. or you know alternate timelines yeah. or futuristic timelines so the the Dark Knight Returns which is a futuristic tale of old Batman, um, I think they, they handled it well enough that I could accept that, that that's a possible future. That, um... That wasn't the ones with where he had, like, the red-headed Robin? No, it was. It was yeah, it was, was a girl. That, yeah, it was, it was a girl. Yeah. I remember they did that in, uh, it was like a Legends of Batman type thing they did. Yeah. Um, there was another, another future Batman, too, which I, the name escaped, the, the title of the, the book escapes me right now, where he's essentially paralyzed. I have it right here, actually, um... Oh, Kingdom Come. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. the whole... Yeah. Yep. Remember, Lois Lane had died. Superman was, you know, went back to... Angry, the angry, Farm, angry. <laughs> and um, Alan Scott's Green Lantern had a big cow, you know, castle or something like yeah. that that he created from his ring. And the, and the best part was uh, Aquaman just being like, oh, you guys want me to help? Go yeah. fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Those, those are some great stories. Uh, Hush, you yep. mentioned um, the potential return of uh, Jason Todd, right. which cool. it didn't happen that okay. time. It did happen eventually, yeah. Yeah. but um, it, it's a great story because it, it incorporates well all of the like the major rogues gallery and yeah. even mm-hmm. some of the minor characters like Killer Croc mm-hmm. and Clayface got nice little parts in there. You know, Catwoman working alongside Batman. Yeah, uh, the sexual tension you could just cut that with a knife. Oh, I mean, yeah. That that is great writing when they actually build that much sexual tension into a comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Long Halloween, which I've only read parts of. It came with the uh, two-disc Batman Begins. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Oh, And a yeah. lot of that actually is the basis for Batman Begins and uh, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now, Batman R.I.P. just came out. Essentially, it's the, the death of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any of us have heard anything good about it. Not no. really, no. No. Um, it's The problem with it, I heard, is that ties too much into Final Crisis. Yeah. yeah. To the, the fact that Batman, Batman actually doesn't die. In R.I.P., he dies in Final Crisis. So, right. what's the point of having? It's like him? that's just the lead-in. Yeah. Oh, actually, I just thought of another storyline that I really liked: uh, No Man's Land. Which one was? Was that the uh, earthquake? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Gotham earthquake. I was I'm thinking about that earlier. I couldn't remember the title. Yeah. Um. I just love how that just Batman has to like try. Uh, everyone just goes chaos. Yeah. And oh. Batman has to try and bring him back with all of his help, with all of his helpers. Right. <laughs> with all of his help, with all of his robot pals. Yeah. <laughs> you know what another good story arc was? Um, I don't know if you ever read this. It was um, it was a Superman-Batman connection. It was um, Emperor Joker. Okay. When the Joker basically got Mrs. Pidlick's powers. Oh, jeez. He turned basically everything crazy. <laughs> and the problem is he was using it too much that it was going to destroy the universe. Uh. And... Um, Eventually, what happened was uh, the Joker basically had Batman killed off every day. <laughs> you know, so like he would be, you know, he'd basically have him killed, hung, and then buried. He'd come back to life, have him hung, killed, and buried by clowns. <laughs> so it was, um, it was kind of interesting. But I guess apparently it got to the point where, like, you know, Batman like couldn't like you know do anything. Like yeah. he was like freaking out. So they actually asked uh, 
the Spectre to basically take the fear out of Batman and put it into the Joker. Ah. After he, after Mrs. Pilly got his powers back. Oh. But it was kind of interesting. It was kind of interesting. A whole crazed world. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to let you borrow. It's pretty interesting. You know, it's a really good uh, book, too. It's not a Batman story. It's more of a uh, Joker story, but The Killing Joke. Oh, yeah. By Alan Moore. Yeah. Um... That, that is unbelievable, because that one right there... At first, to me, it was like the first thing I ever read by Alan Moore, mm-hmm. um, who would go on to write V for Vendetta, uh, Watchmen, yep. um, you know, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and then disown them all when they became movies. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, it's, the killing joke is so good, because it really gives you the, the best insight you're ever going to get on the Joker. Mm-hmm. And enough of that actually followed into uh, the 1989 Batman movie, um, yeah. It actually made him human for a change, yeah, and right. it also that's when um, Batgirl got shot mm-hmm. and then raped and yep. then uh, <laughs> left in a wheelchair. Uh, there was another one too called Arkham Asylum, mm. which yeah. was um, kind of the inmates got to control of the asylum, yeah. and Batman had to go hunt everybody down. The best the best part about that I remember was that they the um, the doctors had kind of rehabilitated Two Face. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he wasn't dependent on making choices with his um, with the coin. Didn't they even do surgery eventually, and they got his face back to normal? Uh, that was in eventually. Hush. Okay, that was in Hush. But what they were doing with this was because he was so psychologically um, prone to needing that coin to make decisions. Yep. They gave him a dice, and after they gave him dice, they gave him a stack of cards. So he had fifty-two different choices to go with. Mm. Uh, the problem is, is that he was doing it for everything. Like you, any decision he had to make, if he had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And there was one point where he's sitting there playing with these cards, and you just see, like, this giant pool, and one of the doctors like, oh, great, he pissed himself again. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and that was, it, it's it's so good because it's so dark. Yeah. It's just, it, the um, the art was was just very chaotic. I mm-hmm. think Bill Senowick might have done it, uh, and he's a very chaotic ar- ar- artist yeah. in terms of a lot of angles, tons of angles in his stuff. Um, do we need to bring up Bad Mind? No, I'd rather not. Okay, that awesome. was just basically Batman's answer to Mrs. Pitlick. Yes, it exactly. Really was. They're both from the fifth dimension, right? But these Batmite was a fan. You know, he loved Batman. He said, "Oh, let me. I want to watch him do this." You know, right, that's all it was. Right. Do you remember when Batmite showed up in the uh, those filmation Batman cartoons? Yeah, vaguely. Oh boy. No. no. Oh, you might, Mike. I think you might be a little too young for this. You might be a little too young for this too. But well, the, they were sixties, weren't they? The filmation um, ones. Seventies. They're on DVD 70s. now. They're on DVD now. They're terrible. Yeah, they were just terrible because for the most part they didn't like fight a whole lot of villains. They fought a whole lot of gangsters. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, more Superman, Irish. Mob. Superman ones were actually <laughs> Superman ones a lot better because at least he had Lex and Brainiac yeah. and all those. Yeah, yeah. Um, Batman was somewhat useless in the Super Friends. Also, if you really want to. Oh yeah, yeah. But again, like I said, he always had that one little gadget. You know, yep. to Casey Kasem did Robin's voice. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, Adam West they did bring back Adam yeah, West to Adam the West voice. Did, it uh, wasn't in the beginning, but when they got to the the superpowers section. They uh they brought him in to do the voice. Cool, cool. And actually, it was a little more serious. It wasn't like he wasn't campy. Yeah. No. They actually they actually were trying to upgrade a little bit. Right. And I know they redid like some of like the characters, like the faces and everything, and they made it a little more because they brought Darkseid in. Oh yeah. So they made the Super Friends, and it Darkseid. was a little more. It was a little more like the Superpowers team now, and you know, and that was it was a little it was a little bit better. Right. Right. Uh, speaking of cartoons, Batman the Animated Series. Uh, uh-huh. I know you guys are both huge fans. Yes. I love that. Um, I, lo- I I actually really enjoyed it when it first came out. I've got kind of it's kind of fallen by the wayside. Not so much that I don't like it, mm-hmm. but I just don't have time to watch it. Yeah. Uh, when it came out in 1992, though, um, it was the same year the X Men cartoon came out. Mm-hmm. And sadly, all my friends in college were referring to Batman as the Batman the poorly animated series. 
because it had a, a visual style which it held up. Yeah, it's held oh, yeah, up for still years. Using it. Still yeah. using it. Exactly. Whereas you know you go back to the old X Men cartoons now and they're, they're horrible. They really mm-hmm. are. They're terribly animated. They're just it is poorly written. Yeah. Uh, but the and Batman stuff. They're coming out stuff, on DVD in, a- in April. Oh Christ. <laughs> at least the Batman stuff. I mean, a lot of that, and the, they kept a lot of that continuity. Yeah. Know, yeah. Kept, I mean, that continuity went into, like, the Superman animated series, the Justice League. I mean, they would go constantly go back. So when they wrote, when those guys were writing that stuff, Bruce Timm and Andrew Romano yeah. and all them, they really knew what they were doing. When, you know? um, yeah, and because I remember it came out right around the time Batman Returns came out. Yeah. And they did a, I think they did a good job amalgamating the two different versions of the Penguin. Oh yeah, absolutely. In that, using the comic book version, but giving him more like the flipper hands and yep. yeah. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the great Mark Hamill as the Joker. Oh, oh he was phenomenal. Rumor has it Christmas is a time to share with family. <laughs> and since I don't have one of my own, Aww. I decided to steal one. Yay! Uh, you know, voice actors come and go mm. in the Batman series, but Mark Hamill has remained true the entire time. Absolutely, and I think that's why he's probably been one of the best Jokers yeah. to date. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just like, you know, he had the character down pat. Just yep. like I believe uh, Kevin Conroy is one of the best uh, Batmans. I think so too. I think so too. And he, I, I've never actually seen what Kevin Conroy looks like, but I assume he he kind of looks like you would imagine Bruce Wayne would look like in real life. Actually, yeah, I saw a picture of him not so long ago. I mean, he could have played a live action Batman. Yeah, mm. you know, because he's got the voice, he had the look. No. I mean, he's in his fifties now, I think, but still, uh, well, uh, yeah. but he still looks a good-looking guy for the time. What are your so. What are your thoughts on uh, Mask of the Phantasm? I enjoyed it. It was all right. Yeah, it was good. I think I think it played out well as a long play um, episode. Uh, episode, yeah. It's, yeah. I wouldn't pay ten bucks to see it. No, no. I rented it and then bought it on, on VHS. And then there was um, Christ <laughs> Sub Zero. I didn't care for Sub Zero. I, I was really not, let down really. by Sub Zero. No, I didn't either. Because um, I remember when it came out, I mean, this had such, such build. Because mm. I was at the video store at the time, and um, it was just, it had such a build because, you know, Batman Fever hadn't, the Goodwill hadn't been killed yet. Yeah. Mm. It was almost there, and I think Sub-Zero helped kill it. Yeah. Michael Ansara, though, I thought was a great choice for uh, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. He's got yeah. that, he's got that cold voice. Yeah, absolutely. And, um... He'd be like a guy if you could get him again to do like Mister Freeze. Yeah, he'd be perfect. And remember, they even brought him back in Batman Beyond. For yeah, so. yeah. I mean, because they did tie in a few things with Batman Beyond, like um, like Mister Freeze was still alive. Well, of course, he was just a head. Yeah, yeah because yeah, his yeah. body had gone through so much and frozen and to the point where he couldn't use, he couldn't it, anymore. use it anymore. He had to have like a mechanical suit the head would actually attach to. You know, I remember that action figure. Yeah. Because they had actually made an action figure where the head was removable and had like a spider body. Yeah, because apparently his body had frozen too much beyond repair because it just everything just eventually went on it. There was another tie-in. Actually, um, Justice League tied in the Phantasm. Yeah. Well, I'll go back a little bit to Batman Beyond for a yep. second. I'm going to get off track a little bit. Right. They, had that, they had that one Batman Beyond episode in Justice League where you find out that Terry McGinnis, this is a spoiler alert, folks, if you're wondering. <laughs> If you care, um, that basically Terry McGinnis was technically the son of Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. What oh, they yeah, did was they um, see technically the son. <laughs> Long story short, Amanda Waller always respected Batman and basically said that we always, the world always needs a Batman. So they injected Terry's father with DNA, like Bruce Wayne's DNA. And then what they were going to do was have him go through the same process. They're coming home from the movies. And someone's going to slash the parents. He's going to get revenge. <laughs> what happened was Amanda um, Waller hired the Phantasm to do it. Oh. But she wouldn't do it. 
No. And then it, but it ended up going to pass anyway. So it was kind of an interesting story arc. I thought that's that's kind of interesting. It was interesting the way they kind of pulled it off, and you know Terry was kind of dealing with it and not knowing how to take the information. Right. You know, thinking his whole life was a lie. <laughs> so it was kind of it was interesting. You know, and Terry's like in his thirties now, so he's like an adult. He's gonna marry the girl they was dating. So his sweetheart. Yes. <laughs> so let's move on a little bit to uh, yeah. video games. Yeah, yeah. Always fun. Um, a discussion we had just before we started today uh, about DC video games on the whole. Mm, Usually suck. DC video games suck. Yes. Yeah. Um, DC versus Mortal Kombat. I know one person who really loves it. I heard it wasn't that bad. It's... Yeah. Here's the problem with it, and um, this, this is probably just nitpicking, mm-hmm. uh, but... Superman should just be able to put his fist through everybody. Yeah. Just, seriously, just like... just. Just retract back after he's, he's thrown that punch and just be like, have a forearm just like soaked in goo. Well, the reason why they, they the reason how they, 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 you know the excuse they used for that was, the other thing that Superman's very weak to is magic. And most of those guys, <laughs> no, actually, no, there was one thing, in the comic, no, magic was something that he couldn't do. I remember it was, um, there was a whole one with, um, with Dr. Fate, you know, and yep. he had needed Dr. Fate's help. But, what can you do? Yeah, but, um... Yeah, all the all the heroes. When you win, it's not so much a a fatality. It's um, was it heroic brutality. Or, yeah, exactly. Like at one point, I guess like Green Lantern can take like you know you know put something in like a, like a like a green sphere. Yeah, and then just enclose it on him. Yeah, crush him and then and just, knock them out. Yeah, because they're not going to kill anybody. No, absolutely. There is a really good thing on YouTube though that I saw. It was um, Batman playing the. Uh, the, the DC versus Mortal Kombat game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, part of what makes it funny is the fact that uh, the, the guy playing Batman is using the Christian Bale, like Joe Bluth growl <laughs> while he's talking, and he absolutely sucks at the game. <laughs> you know what would be funny, though? I actually would have made that game really cool, is if that, like, um, if they'd made, like, a, put a little more of a story arc in the DC versus Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Like, you could choose between a heroic brutality or a fatality, and maybe, like, see what would happen if a hero turned to the dark side. I'm sure that there's some... That would have actually been kind of cool, actually. You know, good, yeah. All of a sudden you see Superman killing, and all of a sudden he becomes, like, part of the Mortal Kombat realm, and he's, like, you know, he's like a god, he just destroys everything, you know? And, <laughs> I'm sick of cleaning up after you, asshole. So. <laughs> uh, best Batman game? I, you gotta go way, way, way back. NES. NES, yeah. NES 1989 yeah. Batman game. The music game. was great. The game was fun. It was difficult as hell, but yep. it was a great game. Yeah, um, unbelievably good game. Just a basic side-scroller. Yep. You yep. know, like NES, it was doing nothing but back in the day. Yep. Um, Didn't anything more. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, the Batman Returns game is very similar to that, but still just kind of... A, it's. Just a remake, right? Yeah. And they had the Sega's, uh, the Sega um, Genesis one. They had the CD one. It was like a driving game, Ugh. Oh, which yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, um, there is a really good Batman game out there, though. Uh, Batman Lego. Oh, oh yeah, yes. heard, absolutely. Yeah. Realistically speaking, if you throw the word Lego after the franchise title, now you're almost guaranteed an awesome game experience. Oh yeah, I think Superman would finally do well with that. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second because yeah. uh, I just want to finish the I. Um, saw a demo of the Batman uh, Lego game, and the Danny Elfman music is all over it. Oh, nice. It just it, it litters nice. it, which is, is great, even though it's the comic book version of Batman, and Robin does follow him around. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the thing with Superman video games is the fact that it's, it's yeah, freaking Superman. Superman. Right. And there's only they've only addressed it once, which I think we brought up at one point on video games, how um, Superman had kind of like a counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had to beat the time mm-hmm. in order to save people. 
Oh, for the N64 the N- one? Or are you talking no, about no, the no, no, the Superman Returns game. Well, it was basically, it's like the more the, the, more the city got destroyed... The worst that the, his the line went down, like right, because you know, he had a pretty much, which is a good idea, but just didn't work. Right, no, it didn't. Um, but the concept was the right direction, step in the right direction. Right. What about Arkham Asylum? I've heard pretty good things about it. I've I've seen, it looks pretty to phenomenal. It. Well, the, the beauty of that game is that they don't have to show Batman in the game at all. No, it's just the villains that they're showing. Right. Mm. So uh, I don't know. Um, I still don't hold much hope though for the uh, the DC um, mass multiplayer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it, it looks okay. It's yeah. I, I think it's a little more action oriented, but you know we'll see what happens. Right. I just I just have this horrible feeling that there's going to be like a thousand Batman clones. No, you can't. I guess apparently um there are those people are in the game. Yeah. You create like you have like it's almost like City of Heroes where you create characters based on different things, but you can't have like a Green Lantern power ring. Right. Or, or anything like that. It's like basically give you powers. You go to help these guys. So okay. like you're a new hero. You're a new hero in training. <laughs> Well, I guess apparently this one up is one where you actually have to help Superman fight um, Doomsday. Yep. One, yeah, exactly. So basically, instead of sitting heroes, we're talking sitting sidekicks. Exactly. So well, no, that's just a mission that you basically because well, things Justice League they always did like you know have to like work in teams. God, yeah. that just gave me a vision though of like you know super you you assisting Superman with with uh, Doomsday. It's right. kind of like that scene in Total Recall. Where that guy is standing in front of Quaid, and he gets riddled with bullets, and then the guys are behind Quaid with the guns, and he, like, grabs the guy's body and uses this as a shield. <laughs> That's you and Superman. Oh, God. Here, kid, just stand still for a second. Ow! Ow! Why is he hitting me? Why aren't you doing anything? I, I, didn't, see strength, thing, but I didn't see another thing where you have to fight, like, Lex Luthor in his power suit, you yeah. know, things like that, you know. I the joke, you know, you had to stop the joke. I guess apparently you can be a villain too. Yeah. You can work yeah. with the villains. All right. So I mean, it's basically I think they're taking like the city heroes concept and just putting the DC stamp on it. All right. You My know. character shall be named Human Shield. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start talking about the villains for a second because that's something that a is not on our itinerary and b unless we're talking unless they showed up in a movie we're not going to talk about them at all. Right. Outside of the Joker, you cannot pick the Joker for this. Who's your favorite Batman villain? Um. I gotta say, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze? But not the Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm talking back to the Michael Ansara type. Right. You know, where it was just cold, didn't care, but yet he still did have that care of all he wanted to do was basically save his wife. Right. But yet he, did, he didn't care who he got through to do it. Right. So I just like the character. I love, just love the character. I would probably have to go with Two-Face. Okay. Yeah, that was my second choice. Yeah, because, I mean, like, he's got, I mean, he, he's got a legitimate reason. I mean... His whole psyche has been split in half, and he can't decide which half to go with. Okay. I think they're the deepest characters. Yeah. You know, besides the Joker, who's, you know, just messed up. I mean, you right. know, other characters are just kind of, you know, there. You know, the Penguin? Eh. Yeah. yeah. I could care less about the Penguin. All right. Well, I'm going with Catwoman. Okay. And the reason being is because she's not so much of a villain as just a person who has to do bad things to get by. Yeah, yeah she's probably my second choice. Yeah. Um, it's just... it's. She's always been an incredibly well-developed female character, even mm-hmm. back in, like, the 40s oh, and yeah. 50s, when, you know, essentially it's, all right, Catwoman, after you uh, put back those jewels, uh, why don't you go cook, make me some cookies and smack her on the ass, you know? <laughs> what about Sweet the, cheeks. I think it's some ridiculous ones. Like, remember the, uh, remember the guy with the puppet? Oh, 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 Scarface. Scarface. Scarface, yep. And the, and the puppet was pretty much doing all the, you know, the, I thought that was kind of a ridiculous character. Calendar Man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I remember. Was it in the uh, in the in the, in the uh, cartoon? Was it the Clock King? Yeah. Yes. I, I, I always saw him as like the Riddler, light. Right. Yeah. Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. 
Oh, I don't. I don't like the man. The Riddler was pretty cool, though. I mean, he had Riddler that thing. Was cool. You know, the Riddler was cool. And the thing with the Riddler is that you can. There are two ways you can do the Riddler. Mm-hmm. He can either be Joker light, or he could just be this maniacal guy whose entire mind works in riddles. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that if if they do go with Johnny Depp for for the new movie, I think that will be I more towards yeah. that versus Jim Carrey. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Now, what about, like, even some of the guys? I mean, there were a few... They were not, like, super-type villains, but, like, those people, like, Rupert Thorne. Okay. Who was, like, one of the... Um, yeah, the, the mob, mob, boss. mob bosses. All right. That always was kind of a thorn in the side. Yeah. Thorn a thorn in the side. And the guy's name is Thorn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I'm bummed. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's always been a good good contingency of mob bosses. Right, and, like, mm. the ones that weren't, like, goofy... I mean, not, like, the goofy ones in the 40s. Like, right. eventually they were just, like... They were, like, almost Sopranos-type characters. Right, exactly. Uh, Falcone mm. is yeah, actually a Falcone. very Falcone. big villain in uh, the, long, the Long Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I thought that, you know, for somebody who doesn't have any powers, but he has his criminal network behind him, right. uh, Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he was always one step ahead. Yeah. yeah. He was the one guy that always could kind of psychologically go toe-to-toe with Batman. Yeah. And, he could, you know, and it was like done in a way that he could always kind of best him. Okay. I remember, uh, who was it? Um, David Warner did the voice of him. Okay. Yeah, and, he did um, a very good job. I always called him Detective, you know. Yep. Yeah. That was a very interesting character. Right. Um, trying to think who else. Even like even in the comic of Bane. Yeah, you know, Bane. Like, the whole uh, Nightfall thing, he's, um, he masterminded the escape from Arkham Asylum right. and tired out Batman so he could finally just take him and break him. Yeah. But they didn't make him, like, you know, thankfully, like, you know, of course, you know, like, Batman Forever, they made him into, you know, like, a, you know, basically a DC's answer to the Hulk. Right. You know, Hulk smash type, you know. And was like, <laughs> where he was actually a very intelligent mob boss. Right. Like, yeah. You know. Um, Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. I've never been annoyed by, and I, I, you know, everything in my, in my, in my fiber should make me annoyed by her, mm-hmm. and I'm not at no. all. No, she no. was actually a pretty, I think, a very good character. She was, they based her, actually, she was based on the animated series. They yeah, brought her she, yeah. from the animated yeah. series. Hmm. That's interesting. And then yeah. Kevin Smith named his daughter after her. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, We've been talk. We we've been holding this off too long. We got to talk about the movies now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, first of all, the, yes, there was the 1960s Adam West movie, uh, yes. which got released on um, um, DVD finally this past and summer. Blu-ray. And Blu-ray. Oh yeah, it's the first Batman movie to come to Blu-ray. Yes. <laughs> How sad is that? Oh, uh, have you seen the cover? Oh yeah, it looks like a regular Batman yeah. movie. You think yeah. It was like some like new Batman movie. Right. Exactly. And then it's like you, you just look in the back. It's like wait a second, who's the fat guy? <laughs> Of course, remember the whole scene when we're running around with the damn bomb? Yeah. yeah. It's like the big, huge styrofoam bomb with the, uh, you know, the, the sparkler in it. I mean, you know, you can't yeah. get any cheesier than that. that. That scene just always sticks in my mind whenever I think of that movie. Just him in his tights running around the docks with his bomb <laughs> held over his head. I mean, what the? <laughs> I mean, honestly, is, is, is this is like 64-bit, you know, like or 16-bit Atari graphics. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the bomb. I mean, the only thing that would make that cheesier if, like, all the criminals actually wore, like, striped jumpsuits with, like, the little striped hat, <laughs> and every time they'd rob a bank, the bank would just be have, like, these gigantic bags with a giant dollar sign. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they'd have, the, like, the black masks painted on Right. That's all I was missing. Yeah. But, um, much to uh, Mr. West's chagrin, he was not asked to uh, reprise his role in Tim Burton's Batman movies. Let me get this straight. Let's make a Batman movie, but not call Adam West. Oh, look at me. I could have worked with Nicholson. I'll call Burt Ward. I know he's not busy. And, was he, like, 
pissed at that or something. He was upset. He, they wanted he wanted to have a um, a cameo. Mm. He wanted to be like a, have a cameo in right. it. And what ended up happening was this is a really interesting story that, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Michael Uslan, who was one of the executive producers, wanted to get away from that campy comedy right. of the '60s TV show. So imagine his surprise when they cast Michael Keaton. Mr. Mom. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Because up until then, he'd really only been known for for comedies. Right, Night Shift, Right, Right. Dangerously. Which is funny, because when they cast him, he was in this movie called Clean and Sober, which was a real... That's a a departure Mm -hmm. from a lot of the stuff that he had been doing. Gung-ho. Gung-ho, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, it's funny. But yeah, you don't think of Michael Keaton as a serious type, you know, straight man that could play Batman. Right. Exactly. But, um, um... he made it work. He did make it work, and part of that is the costume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was the first time I, I, I ever remember getting excited mm. about yeah. seeing the costume before the movie had come out, because up until then, you never really thought about it, because it's usually just going to be spandex. Superman the movie, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's spandex. It like, but I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, in, like, in Adam West um, shows, black and purple and blue yeah. and mm. gray, here it was a black suit. It was menacing. Yeah. Right. You actually could feel the fear from it. Yeah, exactly. You know, Adam West did get his tribute, though. I remember there was that one episode in the animated series where he played the voice That's of the, right, gray, the, the Grey, gray ghost. ghost. Oh, okay. That he was, was a, a TV episode. superhero that was Bruce Wayne's favorite show when he was a kid. <laughs> inspired him, actually. Inspired, yeah, so you know, he basically had a whole set. So that was that was actually a pretty good, nice little tribute. Yeah. There so. you go, Bruce. Now, if you get ever get the opportunity, yeah. kick Michael Keaton in the balls <laughs> for old Adam West. And I'm going to have some taffy. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, the thing with the costume was, the costume was so different from anything we'd ever seen before. I mean, right. it's... I remember first seeing him, like, oh, they sculpt the muscles, and that's how they're going to make him believable. Right. But, you know, can you remember from a point after that that you weren't interested in seeing what the costume looked like on any movie superhero? Yeah. No, no it really yeah. kind of sparked it. Like, oh, how's it gonna, how are they going to do it? How are they going to do it? Exactly. And, it, you know, it worked for some. It, remember when they did The Flash? Mm. The Flash had, like, the sculpted muscular costume that they had to, like, write in for... It looked excellent. It looked very oh, yeah, good. Really um, good. I think they based some of it on that. I think, actually, I think that was originally going to be, like, one of the... I heard it was originally one of the um, prototypes for the Batman. Oh, really? It was a prototype. Or something. There was something they used that they said it was like going to be like a prototype for one of those costumes. I decided to use it, but it worked for the Flash perfectly. That was actually a good TV series. It was. Yeah, it, was it. it wasn't bad. Mark um, Hamill was in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. They only released like the, no, they released that full series on DVD. Yeah. So yeah it was they, two seasons. Yeah. Not a bad. Uh, not a bad series. It was, I, too, it was too expensive. That was the problem. Money yeah. Was too yeah. Expensive to do the, the special effects. Now you can do it no problem. Right. right. Exactly. But um, yeah, Batman, nineteen eighty nine. Yep. Uh, Jack Nicholson and then Michael Keaton. Yep. Second Bill, mm-hmm. which uh, always drove me a little nuts. I understand Jack Nicholson is is Jack fucking Nicholson, but but um, he's, unless he's playing Batman, you know, hey, I'm Batman. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come, on come over here. I'm gonna punch you. All right, hold on a sec. Right, I'm gonna put out my cigarette. Robin, come on, give me some slippers. Come yeah. on. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I, this is probably sacrilege to a lot of Batman fans. I do think Jack kind of hammed it up a little too much. I believe it. Uh yeah. yeah. It was a little, you know, it's like, yeah, like, because at the point of the Joker got really pissed off, too. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, even when Batman was punching him in the end of the movie, he was still like, you're not going to be got glasses, are you? Yeah. It's like, come on. You should, he should have just finally just went nuts. And that's where, yeah. like, the crazy evil Joker should have came right, out. Right, exactly. That's where, where he's, he's, like, like banging one... his head, like, you know, just slamming it, maybe laughing at the yeah. same time. Or he that's gets, like, that one lucky really... punch and then just, like, mercilessly leans into him with a bat. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, Nicholson... 
pretty much, I think he he is owed for them all, almost all that success. Mm. He mm-hmm. well, he walked that fine line though. That, he that, did, of cre- yeah. you know. He did. He he did. I mean, he did good work. I'm not going to take that away well, from no, him. Absolutely, no, absolutely, no, absolutely. But it's you know, it's what what if Jack Nicholson actually was dumped in a vat of chemicals and and turned into an evil clown gangster? Mm-hmm. It would still be Jack Nicholson. It, yeah. it would be with a big shit eating grin. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till they get a load of me. Do you remember uh, the promotions? All, like all the advertising promotion that came out for Batman. Vaguely. I actually have a a, a coffee mug with the oh. Batman symbol. Oh, really? The, the golden Batman symbol? Yep. Oh, yeah. I got the T-shirt and all that stuff. Yep. And yep. I remember I saw that in Marlboro Cinema. Nice. My, oh, yes. You know what I remember most distinctly? That was the poster. Because yeah. the poster had that big oval Batman emblem. Yep. Yeah. But the sides were cut off. And I always thought that was interesting. Yeah. That the it would be like the the big rectangular poster, and then you'd have the Batman symbol, but the, just the two ends of the oval were cut off. Like the the poster was just, the, like the Batman was just too big to be contained yeah. by a mere poster. <laughs> and wow. I thought it, I thought it worked really well, and it was wordless. Mm. That was the other thing I really yes. enjoyed too. The the poster was wordless. The video cassette was wordless. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just okay. So you want to see Batman here? Yeah, what more do you need? You it's don't Batman. need anything else. It's exactly. Symbol. That symbol says everything right there. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, I thought Michael Keaton did a very good job. I thought he was better in Batman than he was in Batman Returns, only because he he just had less to deal with. Yeah. You know, he you know he he had a carry. He really had to carry Batman Returns yeah. until the villains started coming in. But yeah. he, I thought he was very good in that. Uh, Michael Goff as um, Alfred. Mm-hmm. Not bad. I yeah. think one of his better moments, I thought he was better in Batman Returns. Yep. Yeah. It's that fine line. It's like you yeah. can bounce back and forth between those two movies, and, you know, sir, someone's better in one than they are in the other. Right. Um, then they killed the Joker. Yep. <laughs> Which I can totally understand why they did that. Do you remember when they were talking about these rumors of how they were going to bring him back? All of a sudden, someone was going to give him his lucky deck, and if he's honestly kept that, he was going to be alive or something like that. It was like. Or, like, they were going to put batteries in that laughing thing and it was going to yeah. keep them alive. It was, I remember there was all these rumors coming back. Seriously? Yeah, I remember yeah. someone wow. told me there was this rumor they heard. It was Cyber Joker. Ridiculous. Oh, This dang. is life before the internet could, like, shoot right. down any bullshit that you ever heard, <laughs> ever. Um, I still thought Pat Hingle sucked as Commissioner Gordon. Oh, absolutely. He, thought he, looked like, he just looked like a doughy idiot. Yeah. yeah. I really just thought he just looked like a moron. But I, I thought, thought he I thought he was I thought he was uh, Chief O'Houlihan at that time. Right. I really did. That's how much I hate but him. But he's the most effective in, in the first Batman movie, though. He at yeah. least does cop-like things and orders cop people to do other cop-like things. Right. And if anybody fires on Jack Napier, you're going to answer to the fat man over here. Yeah. <laughs> you fired on him? Well... Get me a cheeseburger. <laughs> yep. Speaking of fat guys, guess who's in? Um, guess who's in Batman? Who's in Batman? Porkins. That's right. He was really? at Eckhart William Hookins. Yeah. Which William I thought. Ho- which I thought oh. it was almost kind of like a. Uh, I thought they were actually basing him on. Um, I thought later on because in Remember Night Two they had Harvey Bullock. Yeah. You know the big yeah. rough cop. I thought that was who they're basing it on. Well, it came later, obviously. Yeah. But, but yeah, no. Uh, that's right. Porkins. Yeah, was, Lieutenant uh, Eckhart was uh, was Porkins. He didn't even have a lo- long role in that either. No, he it was didn't. Longer, it was longer, but it wasn't that long. And also, Lando Calrissian was in there. Oh, that's Who right. Was Harvey Dent. That's, that's right. Hey, I'm Harvey Dent. <laughs> For Colt 45. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, that was a big casting coup. And, yeah. you know, obviously, he's not a, he's not really a main character in that. No. He's a peripheral character. He's there. Yeah. But, it, you know, I think enough of the fanboy contingent got upset that a black guy was playing Harvey Dent. Yeah. And a black guy could potentially be playing... Um, Two Face. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like 
I like you know Billy D. Williams, but he didn't wouldn't have fit that role. Ever. No, right, not at all. The thing was, he was a little too smooth to be yeah. a district attorney. Absolutely, <laughs> just say it, Billy. He D. was but... a pimp. Come on, you know. Yeah, this is a sad thing too. This is like the second podcast in a row where we've been like, like you had to bring up the shortcomings of Billy D. Williams. I know. <laughs> Billy, um, we still love you. Yeah, oh, yeah, we do. We do. Um, Kim Basinger, uh, horrible. Yeah. Really, just she's just she's a scream machine. That's yeah. all she does in it. Yeah, she um, didn't have much much to do there. Right now, you know that Sean Penn was originally not Sean Penn. <laughs> Sean Young was originally going to be uh, Vicky Vale. I would have rather had her. I would have rather had Sean Young. Yeah, I don't know because I mean, watching a lot of her, little oh, Batman, oh, Joker's chasing after me, Batman. <laughs> ah, I just I don't I don't see that. I mean. Well. The, uh, there has been one awesome movie that she has been in, ever, and that was Blade Runner. Okay. Yeah. Oh, come on. Dr. Jekyll and Ms. Hyde wasn't good? Come on. <laughs> you know, when you were the worst part in Dune, there's an issue. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. Shawnee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Supposed to be the daughter of uh, Max von Sydow's character. Exactly. Oh, the knife. It cuts so deep. <laughs> oh, God. Um, now, Batman Returns came out three years later. Personally, out of the, out of the out of the original four, mm-hmm. this one's my favorite. Okay, mm. yeah. Did you go ahead, guys? <laughs> um, okay, I liked it. You know, it was good. You know, I you know, I just thought you know when they tried to do the whole thing with um, you know, Danny DeVito as like a the mutant penguin the mutant fish man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, if you want to give him the flappy fin- fins, fine. But it was like he was like a mutant that basically dressed like you know he was like a hobo, you know, and I thought that was a little stupid. And, Michelle you know, Pfeiffer was very hot in that costume. Absolutely. Costume. Oh, I no no denying. Unbelievable. No denying. Yeah. Then um, of course you got Christopher Walken. You know as. <laughs> well, you know Christopher Walken doesn't make all everything no. he's in no. better, but I think he I think he helped a little bit. He did. Um, he's definitely good to ground the movie because this movie really is. It was really kind of. You know, out of this earth in terms yeah. of it's a, it's it's really a Tim Burton movie yeah. that happens to be about Batman versus you know the the original Batman movie, which was the Batman production directed by yeah you know, by Tim Burton. Um, the whole squadron of clowns that just kind of I would have prefer you know I prefer the squadron of clowns over the squadron of penguins. penguins yeah, yeah, half yeah. animatronic. I'll, I'll that. <laughs> right, and I you know I, I here's the thing I love. Batman Returns. I liked what they did with the Penguin only because my my initial fear was that the Penguin was going to be a boring villain. Mm. Because all right, little guy in a tuxedo, yeah. ooh, scary. I remember in the I remember in the cartoon they always like wear a little best. I remember like there was like one time like Bruce went blind. Yeah, you mm. know, and there was like another one or something like that. It was like, a couple other things that something always happened. Mm. Like he got control of the bat. Those one when he got control of the Batmobile. Uh huh. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Now my question is, how the hell did he get all the pieces back? <laughs> because at one point you see him like working on the Batmobile again. It's all in one piece, but it's all like you know wired and everything. You had to put a thing back right. together. How the hell did the pieces come back? I mean, remember when it had like you know it went to the little missile. Oh yeah, it went to yeah, the little little bat missile. Yeah, yeah. And you know what though? That line, that that scene though, best line of movie continuity ever. <laughs> okay, now I'm worried. Oh well, no, it, no. The um, when he's when he's fixing the thing and yeah. Alfred's like, well, we have to talk about security. It's not like you can just bring the Batmobile to any Joe's garage. Yeah, and um. Bruce is like security. Who let Vicky Vale into the Bat Cave? All of a sudden, I'm just sitting there working. Like, oh, hey, Vic, come on in. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Um, Question though. Yes. Which one do you think played a better penguin, Danny DeVito or Burgess Meredith? Oh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Yeah. Danny DeVito. I, you know, I like what Burgess Meredith did, but 
really that's yeah exactly but that, that that's my Dick Cheney impersonation so uh, I gotta go with Danny DeVito on, on yeah, this I'll one because I don't really go that's not a go to impersonation for me right um, but you're right about Catwoman oh. A stole the show yeah oh absolutely um, really I think she she straddled that line that I talked about earlier mm-hmm. about she's really doing what she's doing because she has to do it not oh, that she right. is a bad person no um. I really, I really enjoyed that a it's lot. It's her own brand of justice, right. basically. Exactly. She's almost a vigilante slash thief. Yeah. Where did she learn how to work a whip that fast, though? It was the cat powers. It, oh. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up! <laughs> hey, she put that suit together. Oh, my head hurts so much from that Halle Berry movie. Uh, no, have I of you guys seen the Halle Berry no, cat one? All right. Here's the thing that I've always enjoyed about Batman movies. Nobody has any powers. Mm. Whatsoever, everybody is that way because of like a defective birth, like the penguin, or uh, being dropped in chemicals. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, um, or just you know, super suit and an awesome belt. All right, the the Halle Berry uh, Catwoman. Essentially, she is um, dropped somehow. I don't give a shit how. Um, (laughs) And like this cat that has like this link to ancient Egypt, like looks her in the eyes, and all of a sudden she starts like. She's got cat agility, and she's sleeping in a little ball and, you know, licking herself clean. And Jeez, Spider-Man called. He wants his gimmick back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> little things bite her. Yeah, and, and that's the whole thing, is that the whole thing revolves around her having cat-like superpowers. I'm rolling my eyes right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah no, but, you know, I mean, you know what it would have worked? She would have worked better as is the Vixen character from Justice League. Yeah, you know, if she had a little pendant. You would just basically give her different powers and stuff. She would, that would have been a much better character for her, right? But yeah, no but one's ever heard of Vixen that, that goes to see movies. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but not many people have heard of other guys until uh, these movies. These movies came out. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, like Constantine never heard of until that movie came out. Oh, when I'd still rather not hear. Of yeah, him. that's true. I no, again, that's based on an Alan Moore character. Yeah, and he's <laughs> seething in his beard right now. Oh, absolutely. He's like he's just a beard now. I think. There's like he nothing not seething in his beard. I don't know. I think he's just like in a big room. All you have is just the eyes, and it's just hair everywhere else, okay? Well, there was that great Toy Fair thing that they had um, where he was battling Oscar Wilde. Yeah, I remember that. I was reading that this morning, actually. He had misquoted Oscar Wilde on something, and Oscar Wilde, like, dropped out of the ceiling like uh, like Summer Glau in uh, Serenity. Oscar F. Wilde. (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, Um, So... After that, the you know, Batman Returns, awesome movie, did really well, but not as good as Batman. So, what do you do when when you when you think that there's a slight bump in the road? Um, change directors. Yeah, you change directors, and that brought us to Joel Schumacher, uh-huh. and the introduction of Robin. Uh-huh. Um, the the need to continue with two villains at the same time. Um, trying to get a big name actress as your um, your, your your leading lady, uh, and really the only two things that kept the movie tied together from all the other movies was um, Alfred and Commissioner Gordon. That's it. Right. That is that is it. Mm-hmm. That is, that there was nothing else. It wasn't even the same Bat- Batmobile. Nope. No, it was that it was that silly like open cockpit. Yeah. Batmobile. No, I know that was in the late last movie after. It, it had, oh, right. had the, no, it had that big ass fin. Yeah. Yeah, and it had like all the highlights along the side. Yeah, it was all like you know lit up, lit up. Well, I mean that's the best word you can use to describe those the two Schumacher movies is day glow. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I believe it. If you don't want to use the word gay to describe, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'll tell, I'll tell, oh my god! I'll tell you, it was like blacklight city. Oh my god! Oh. Yeah, seriously, it's like every villain every had villain. like blacklight makeup on. Yeah. Um. And it got even worse in the last movie. Yeah. Oh, it did. Oh. It did. Um, now here's the thing about Robin. Robin 
they managed to make two very good movies without Robin. Mm-hmm. Why incorporate him? Especially, why incorporate a guy trying to play a teenager who's like 27 years old at the time <laughs> um, as callow youth? Yeah. yeah. They did give him an earring to give him an edge. Ooh. Yes, because this was filmed in 1986. Robin's such a great character, you need to have a movie that can respect that, and they just... They didn't. They threw him in as a kid sidekick. Right. I want a car! I want a car! The chicks dig the car! Yeah. Wish! <laughs> um... Shit up. Yeah, oh, it's just it was it was terrible. You know the thing, the, the one positive thing I can say about Robin, the costume looked okay, and by okay, um, I mean that it wasn't totally cod pieced out like um, like, like like the one in Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of costumes, this was the introduction of the nipples. Oh yes, oh, because why? according to Joel Schumacher, in what I was, I had always been told this was like his mea culpa. Uh, the audio commentaries for Batman Forever and Batman and Robin in that four-disc set um, were, were how he was apologizing to the fans for what he had done to Batman. <laughs> how horribly he, he had raped Batman. Well, at least he apologized. He didn't. Yeah. It was this half... It was like, you could kind of tell that he was sorry about something, but you didn't really know what it was, because he never really got to the point of it. Yeah. And then by the by Batman and Robin, he was just, it was the toy manufacturers! The toy manufacturers made me do it! No, they didn't. Yes, oh, yeah, oh, they, um... The, all, all I wanted from him was, like, that, um, like, the Simpsons episode where they're watching the uh, Waterworld with Kevin Costner's commentary. I'm, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. sorry. I'm so, so sorry. The funny thing is, too, if you had taken the nipples off the suit, it wouldn't have looked half bad. No, it wouldn't have. Actually, no, the funny thing was, when they actually had him put on the other suit, that prototype suit he yep. had, it didn't have nipples. It didn't have nipples, but it did have a thong. But it did have the thong, because we had to show the <laughs> ass shot. And it jiggled, too! That was the bad oh. part! Well, you know what the funny thing with that oh. was, though? When I went to go see that in the theater, I was sitting next to a couple of my buddies, and uh, one of the guys like leaned over to me as soon as I showed that, like, what possible functional purpose does that thing have? Oh, I like it. Let's oh. just do that shot again. Oh, I'm going to tell you now, somewhere he's sitting watching, like, deleted footage of that shot again. Alright, do it again. Right, again. Move the cape out of the way. Come on, Val. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Shake it, shake it. Come oh, on. Oh god. Oh god. It's tight the ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just clench it just a little more for me, Val, will you? Oh. Oh. All right. Speaking of which, Val Kilmer is Batman. He was all right. He was all right. I mean, I didn't. I didn't hate him. You're on. You're on. The, you're kind of on the fence about it, Mike. You know, you're a no, right? I, I did I'm, not like I'm, him. I'm a no as well. I'll say there were worse people that could have played him. Absolutely. There could have been worse people that could have played him, unfortunately, for the time. He was one of the ones that did play him. <laughs> exactly. I thought he was a little too I thought he was a little too dry as Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne isn't blonde. No, no. That's my first thing. Uh, the mole? That wasn't a re- that that was a conscious decision by the filmmakers to put a mole on him. Yeah, and the funny thing was when they had uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, the, the mole like, too. Yeah, the mole. He's like, How's my mole? <laughs> I, I oh. just I thought he was a little too I, I thought that after he took, takes the bat suit off, he just goes into his bedroom, locks the door, and just cuts himself for a half hour. <laughs> because he just he just seems so self-loathing, not just to himself, but to everybody around him. Like, oh, it's okay, Alfred, go fix me some breakfast. I might be dead in the morning when I wake up. Yeah. Uh, as emo. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Nicole Kidman was useless. Yeah. Oh. You know, her only, I'm, I'm convinced her only reason for being there was just to spout off a whole bunch of uh, psychiatric uh, yep. lingo that Akiva Goldsman had learned like the day before. <laughs> We're past memories. i got to throw that into the script. <laughs> the funny thing is they finally didn't kill off uh, a character. No, uh, no, they did. They did. No, they, no, they finally did. They kept one alive. Yeah. Right. They kept a... Oh, that's right. They, the, the villain Two-Face was, was killed, yeah. but... Two-Face was oh. killed stupidly, I might add. Yep. And plus... They had to bring in that wholly rusted metal Batman. 
Yes, uh, yeah. Oh, it's got holes in it. Put it to my head, please. Yeah, it's like, okay, hey, you know what? You know what didn't work? Back, you know, back in the day where the 1960s uh, Adam West TV Batman. Yes. Let's do these other movies. You know what might work now? The 1960s Adam West Batman. Hey, it didn't work in the 80s Super Friends either. Oh, it's... The, you know, the other, now, let's get, just get to the villains real quick, okay? Because I, I have always thought that from that point on, because they didn't have any kind of reins put on them... They were allowed to just, all right, here, watch Jack Nicholson, be Jack Nicholson. I don't yeah. care what you do, be Jack Nicholson. But instead of being Jack Nicholson in terms of that, that cold, cool customer, mm-hmm. everyone kind of turned into, like, these giggling ninnies. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Jim Carrey as the Riddler, he did have that one great line. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black yeah. In the yeah, movie, it's like the one. only really good quotable line in the entire movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then he goes to, um, you know, essentially blow up the Batcave, where they include all the Looney Tunes sound effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, doing, doing, doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, the oh yeah, when he was going to pitch one of those little those little bombs. Yeah. And they were playing the. Uh, I like to call it the camel burger music yeah, from. And, uh, and, <laughs> and he does like you know the, the pelvic thrust every time it would go off. Oh, you know. Yes. yes. Um. So I mean, we we knew that he was going to serve a certain purpose, which was to play Jim Carrey in a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones is is that's unforgivable. Yeah. What he did to to Two Face is unforgivable. Honestly, whenever I see that movie, I'm like I'm like, okay, Jim Carrey's a villain, and then there's Tommy Lee Jones as something else. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is doing something that um, could have been good had the execution been done better yeah. or yeah. at all. Um, the whole he is he definitely two parts. Mm-hmm. You know, two different personalities, mm-hmm. and he kind of played that where he would, you know, turn from one side or turn to the other to, to kind of be that side, yeah. like he was yeah. talking with two voices, which Two Face didn't do. No. Uh, the other thing, and this is just this is just grist for the mill in terms of the character himself, is when he's deciding whether or not he will, he's going to shoot Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Takes the coin, flips it once, gets his decision. That should have been it right there. Right. Because he wasn't going to shoot him. But what does he do? He keeps flips it flip- again. And keeps flipping it. And keeps flipping it. Yeah, that's I mean, not... I mean, he just flips it once and says, Sorry, Slick, can't help you. Yep. Yeah. Or, or like that great scene in, in The Dark Knight where, Well, you get to live. Your driver, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least he could have, like, you know, pay... You know, at least pay, like, pay them. You know, if, if the realist says, like, I'll pay you if you flip it again or something like that. Okay, you know. Right, exactly. That would work. Change the question. Yeah. There you go. Change the question. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the whole point. Now, Two Face, he has no moral con- conscience. He has to use that coin to figure well, out. I remember one right. time that was like in the first, like when he first became Two Face in the animated series. Yeah. And at one point there was like extra like dough or something like that. And at one point he's like, "Should we take this stuff? Flip, leave it." Yeah. yeah. But it's actually he's like, "Leave." I said, "Leave it." You know. And they, <laughs> yeah. they just walked off. Perfect. Richard Mall did the voice of. Uh, do you want to take? Do you want to talk to the coin? Because I don't want to talk to the coin. Remember, Richard Mall did the voice of. Uh, oh yeah, he did a very good job. Too. Harvey Dent, Bull Shannon. Yeah. Bull. Oh boy. Yeah. So uh, Batman Forever did better than Batman Returns. So mm-hmm. you you got another sequel, yeah. um, with a different Batman, mm-hmm. different cast of characters, same director though. Because God yep. forbid Joel Schumacher shouldn't. You know, he didn't rape Batman enough the first that, time. Yep. Uh, Batman and Robin, nineteen ninety seven. Um, Nice this, to see you. I, oh God, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. I just have to. I just have to confess that I did see this movie opening day in the theaters. First show. I saw it with my Sorry. father in yep. the theaters. I was like Homer Simpson waiting to get into the gun shop. Oh like, God! <laughs> <laughs> it's Batman. It has to be awesome. 
and I actually told myself for about a good 24 hours that it was better than Batman Forever. I managed to convince the lie to myself for 24 hours. I'm surprised you didn't walk out with your head down. Uh, no, I didn't. Strangely enough, I I, sh- I should have. I, I was actually of the same uh, same opinion after like seeing it. Like, okay, that was it was exciting. There was a lot of things happening. I enjoyed it. Now let me sit alone in my thoughts and decompress about this. Oh my god, am I gay? What did I just surprised. see? I'm surprised the crying game theme didn't kick in when you saw that. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I thought that if George Clooney had had a better script and a better director, this would have he would have at least been a, a serviceable Batman. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe the director would have told him, "Hey, when you're Batman, use a different voice." Yes. Everybody else has done it. It's worked pretty well in the past. And then, of course, they changed Robin's suit. You know, they changed Robin's that suit. Because not only did they have the um, the, the nipples, right? They also had the cod pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and they were like ridiculously like schlongs. You yes. know, <laughs> um, overcompensating there. Yep. You had Uma Thurman as the least effective villain of all time, oh, Poison Ivy. Um, I, I don't get when when you have a chemical disaster, do you automatically turn into Mae West? Apparently. Or I do declare. I will give her a credit, though, that she did try to play the role as best she could, and at least she gave it a little character. You know? Yeah, with the script that she was given. And then, of course, you know, Bane was basically Hulk smash Bane, you yeah. know, and yeah. like, bah, you know. And Arnold. Oh, God. Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger should never be allowed to make movies ever again unless Paul Verhoeven is directing them. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, Paul you know, Verhoeven and the funny James thing Cameron. was, okay. and the funny thing was, he, if he had taken his Terminator personality, it would have been perfect because that's what it was. He was yeah. cold of emotion. Yeah. And instead, he's you know he's singing you know the Snow Miser's theme song yeah. while they're trying you know and they're trying to eat like you know TV dinners. I used to see you, chill. I one cool customer. Like you know, come on, sing, sing. And he's like, and he's in like you know bunny slippers. I mean, come on, come on, colleague, and give the people the ice. Oh, and his God. people in ice skates skating around with hockey sticks. Did you oh. see that riff tracks? The Batman and Robin riff tracks, where they're like, okay, let me guess what this uh, job application looks like. <laughs> Must be able to skate. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, Batman, the, the, the Batman credit card. Oh, Good God. till oh. forever. Which is the only continuity you get from Batman Forever to Batman and Robin. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the horrible Batmobile, that had no cockpit at that point. Yep. Uh, let's talk about Cat, uh, Batgirl. Oh, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Remember, remember when she used to be popular? Yeah. For uh, one movie. Yeah, for one movie. Two years prior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same summer as Batman Forever. <laughs> uh, all right. Where do we start? Well, first off, her name wasn't Barbara Gordon. Yep. It was Barbara Pennyworth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start there. Did you see the picture of her mother in that, too? Like, her mother, Peg, was like 90, apparently, when she had her. Oh, good lord. Uh-huh. And, and when she yelled Uncle Alfred, I, I saw the theater, and when she yelled Uncle Alfred, I heard a collective boo. Yep. That's how bad it was. <laughs> and uh, just speaking of which, he just happened to have a female costume for Batman around? No, no, he, he designed that for her. But here's the thing. He designed it with a thong, um, stiletto fuck-me-pumps, mm-hmm. and a corset. Yep. Um, All right. And, and he took her measurements. It's his uncle. Oh. And he was sick too. Oh, oh my god! Like yeah. just like like the old people germs. Because <laughs> oh. he had that weird disease that was oh, like, McGregor <laughs> syndrome. Yeah. Get it? Because if you look at the poster, one well, of the producer's name is McGregor. Get it? <laughs> um, <coughs> Come here. Let me measure your inside leg. Oh, sorry. I'll wipe that off. Oh. Um, this. You know, 
I, it, it's a strong statement to say this, that there are movies that have no reason for being. Mm. Batman and Robin has no, no reason, reason for, for being, being. Yep. because all it did was kill the franchise dead Completely. for eight years. Yeah. Um, there's nothing good about it. No. I don't think that, there's not one quotable line in it. There's um, there are, this, there, there's no. a couple of good songs on the soundtrack. One of which got reused for Watchmen, mm-hmm. the Smashing Pumpkins song. That Lazy Eye by the Goo Goo Dolls, and that's it. Yep. Well, uh, actually, there are quotable lines, but there are line, but those are lines that you don't want to quote. Right. right. Because it'll admit that you actually watched it recently enough to have that line stuck in your head for recent memory. Right. Absolutely. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um. You know what the funny thing is though? Crack.com has a list of the five movies that are far worse. Superhero movies that are far worse than Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah. yeah. 1971's Captain America. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1998's Nick Fury. <laughs> David Hasselhoff. With the Hoff. Uh, 1979's Doctor Strange. Mm. Or as I like to say, Doctor Strange. Strange. <laughs> 1989's The Punisher with oh, Dolph yes. Lundgren. Um, I must break you. In <laughs> 1994's The Fantastic Four. Yeah, with Show the boy who could fly underwood. Yeah. Show of hands who's seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be uh, Mike G and myself. I haven't Mike, seen it. you got to see this movie. It's Holy shit. Even... Oh, no, no, it'll never be released on TV. Is it on YouTube release or something? Oh, yes, it is. Find it. Go find it, please. Oh. It will give you nightmares beyond your wildest imagination. And the funny thing is the thing just looks awful. It, it really does. It looks yeah. animatronic. I, I pooped out something that looked like the thing <laughs> earlier today. It was just... Um, yeah, it's it's terrible. And the funny thing is, too, is that, you know, the, 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 uh, the newer Fantastic Four movies... Yep. I mean, they're not horrible movies, but they're just a step above. I thought they were pretty much better. Oh, well, yeah, I well, liked them a lot better. I mean, they were good, and they were, you know... Well, just guess what happens when you get a budget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Well, well, let me ask you a question, though. Would Herbie have saved it? <coughs> Herbie will save nothing. Okay. No. That's all I want to know. Herbie will d- destroy everything. <laughs> all right. So we're, we're kind of back to where, really, almost where, where Mike and I began this show uh, back in August... Batman Begins, The Dark Knight. Let's yeah. let's talk. The remade movies. Um, I think one and two, or, or actually two and one, mm-hmm. the best comic book movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that is, I mean, I, I love so many different characters. I love Spider-Man. I love mm-hmm. the X-Men. Mm-hmm. But when you can one-up yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Batman Begins is the best origin movie. Without I've, a doubt. Because it actually is like, it's... It's not so much a ridiculous. Well, a it's not a ridiculous origin because they actually show how we how we learned how to train and how to fight. Yeah. Right. But they kept bouncing back to other things like in his past, right. and then they'd go back to the training, and it just it, you know it wasn't boring. Like yeah, it really no. kept you interested. I mean, even like Iron Man did the same thing. They bounced back and forth a mm-hmm. little bit, and that made it interesting too. And you know, and that's what you got to do. You can't just stick to something simple and just you know it's it's dull. It's just yeah, it slows right. the movie down. You know, building the costume from the ground up. Yep. All right. You know, one thing I actually lo- really liked about it that made I think the movie more interesting, made uh, Bruce Wayne a better character, is that you know in the comics he was you know master martial artist and a great detective and a s- superb scientist. Here he was a master martial artist. He had no clue about um, science right. and detective. He had right. somebody else who actually designed all of his stuff for him. Lucius Fox, who saved his life. Mm-hmm. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I called Mr. Fox when your condition worsened after the first day. I analyzed your blood, isolating the receptor compounds and the protein-based catalyst. I may not understand any of that. Not at all. I just wanted you to know how hard it was. You know, who, um, you know, he built the Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Greatest yep. Batmobile ever. 
Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. So, and of course, the suit, it's basically a $3 million suit. It was basically supposed to be for, like, special forces, but they were so expensive they couldn't mass produce yeah. it. Yep, that, the, I mean, every every part about that movie, it, it tells a story. Yep. And it, it gets you to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Liam Neeson is Ra's al Ghul. Absolutely. What a great genius. interpretation. Yeah. What a great interpretation of that. Yeah. First of all, I mean, I'm hoping I'm not spoiling this for any. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen Batman Begins, I'm just going to ask you to turn it off and go find something else to listen to because, um, quite frankly, you don't belong here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Um, it, it just it it's just so you, you set you up for one thing. It sets you up that um, what's his name? Ken uh, Ken, Ken Watanabe. Yeah, is um, Ra's al Ghul, and then he dies. And it's like okay, well that's all done, and then all of a sudden. It's it's Descartes. Yeah. It's it, it's Liam Neeson with that awesome goatee. I wish yeah. I could grow a goatee like that because that is just he is so suave and I am oh. so I you know I, I'm sure he took a deep breath like oh thank God and do the other two prequels. <laughs> well, you know the funny thing too was I mean that's how Raj Hugo was. He was a very calm, cool, collected. Yep. Never showed a lot of emotion, and but he, was able to always one up you. And you could actually understand his um his you know. Oh, what am I thinking? What am I trying to say? You can understand his motivation exactly, for, being, yes. you know, for being a villain. And he even, he even implies about his past when he has that line like, um, that the love for your, your, and the love and guilt for your, um, loved ones is like poison in your, in your veins yeah. and wish they would never existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you kind of told about his past right there. Exactly, right? exactly. But he kept it grounded, which is something we hadn't seen in years. Um, even, even, um, Scarecrow. Yeah. yeah. You know, for a guy who essentially, Drives people insane with a chemical. Mm-hmm. He kept himself very grounded in he that. Did. It wasn't, right. you know, you weren't going back to these. Okay, well, just do what Nicholson did because that worked. Well, you mm-hmm. know, the other thing too is they didn't start with a huge villain. You know, no. you kind of built up to it. But no, and I, I and appreciate that's why I like that. that. I like mm-hmm. that. It's like you know, start small. They started small, and I think that's what made the movie work too. And you had two characters that were decent characters, but not really well known. No, exactly. And, um, no, they both played him phenomenal. But what? But what? There's so much on there. There's um, a lot of the scenes in Batman Begins really play out like let's just try this out. We'll see how it works. If the fans like it, we'll do it again for another movie. Right. Um, like the Tumblr mm-hmm. driving on the rooftops of Gotham City. Right. right. I mean that that's an awesome chase scene. Oh yeah. Because um, it was designed for it. it was right. Designed to like like make a bridge. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it is not just like this you know super designer car. It's mm-hmm. a tank. Yeah, and you know what? I like Michael Caine as Alfred because he always oh. kind of was like a, you know he was always like you know just making sure you no know, keeping he always kept you know Bruce well, on the not grounded. since Michael Goff in um, Batman Returns had Alfred really done anything yeah right you know um, other than interfere or, mm-hmm. or or just make skeevy suits for for teenage yeah. girls right you have me declared dead well actually it was Mr Earl he's taking the company public he wanted to liquidate your majority shareholding those shares are worth quite a bit of money. Well, it's a good thing I left everything to you, then. Quite so, sir. And you can borrow the rolls, if you like. Just bring it back with a full tank. Um, <laughs> he's got some of the best lines in the entire movie. Well, I think one of the best really lines does. is when, you know, the Wayne Manor's on fire, and he's trying to get the thing. He's like, you know, what's the point of doing all those push-ups if you can't push a simple board? <laughs> and was, I thought those were the greatest lines. Yeah, uh, he is awesome. And as I've mentioned in previous, that one, like, you've never given up on me, Alfred. Never. Yeah. I oh, love that it's line. Such a, it's love a great line. line. I mean, it's not perfect. Uh, no. Kitty Holmes yeah. is useless. Yeah. I'm glad to see, though, that they did keep the nipple quotient 
going from uh, from the Schumacher Batman because I they must have been running like a like a high powered air conditioner in every one of her scenes because it's like you know what the, the city's on fire why seriously put 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 it on the bra on put a sweatshirt on for God's sakes I think she was getting horny for Tom at that point uh yeah that was that was during that time that so. was during that time where every 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 thing in her personal life was um, Tom Cruise was well no it was tightly cl- calculated to uh, to tie into promotion of Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, move on to The Dark Knight, probably the greatest independent movie oh. cast of all time. Absolutely. Uh, you had Maggie Gyllenhaal, who replaced uh, Katie Holmes. Which was a nice step. Oh. Infinitely better. Oh, yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger, the, the Academy Award winning, winning Joker. Yes. Heath Ledger. Um, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. All these guys who, who like really made their bones in independent films. Mm-hmm. So and Gary Oldman, I thought, again, once again, oh. a phenomenal Jim Gordon. Yeah, Without, oh. and that's that's something I've, I've really enjoyed about these movies is that Jim Gordon is, is really a part. Mm-hmm. He's he's oh, a yeah. part of the process, not the problem. He's right. not the hindrance. Right. He's not, you know, just kind of like he's he's not a corrupt, he's not corrupt in the way like well you know I'm, I'm gay for Batman so I'm just gonna let him do what he needs to do. Right. You're just one man. Now we're two. We. He actually, you know, by the end of the Dark Knight. He did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. Right. He, you know, he smashed the bat, you know, the bat sing- signal. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's he's sending his men to chase after him because right. that's who, who Batman is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Batman has to be the dark and the light. Yep. Yeah, and um, and Commissioner Gordon has to be the justice. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, because Harvey Dent was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think he's dead. Yeah, no, I know that. What, what my my question was though? Do you think that they really kind of wasted that opportunity? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. He's such a good villain. I think they could have used him a lot more. Right. I just, know? I just think with the story that they're trying to tell, I don't know how much mileage they really could have gotten out of him because, you know, the Joker is the Joker is one thing. The Joker is, you know, the clown prince of crime. Right. Right. Uh, two, you know, Two Face, I think, really would have had kind of a limited shelf life in terms of being the standalone villain and, and, and another these, Batman. You know, movie. In these movies, I can agree. Yeah. So, um, well, it depends. I mean, you could have done something where he was trying to get him back to. Sanity or whatever you could have just you know just the insanity thing where he just couldn't control what he could right. do and you could have done something where he tried to like you know change the election you could have done something political to really kind of you know change him and, you know, and if you want to keep him alive what they could have done was shot back to the ground and he's gone right you know mm. exactly well the Michael Myers ending yes <laughs> <laughs> what the hell seriously doesn't anybody keep their eye on these people how hard is it the guy doesn't have a face uh. <laughs> um. So yes, Batman, we uh, we salute you. Absolutely. This episode, I think the last hour and a half has proved that. Um, but I think Jim Gordon is going to say it best. I never said thank you. And you'll never have to. I agree. We will never yeah. have to say thank you. Absolutely. So um, next episode, we're uh, we're talking about WrestleMania here. All right. We're, we're getting on. The, we're you know we're. Putting on our boots, getting on our gear. Are we going to be playing the uh, the goofy, you know, Linda McMahon WrestleMania theme? No, I I, I, got, I, I just got to try to find that. We're going to find we're, one. Yeah, we're, we're in talks with um, Living Under Martial Law to get, kind of get them to help out a little bit with yeah, the well, show. Yeah, I know. They, they have that theme. So yeah, they do. I'm trying to get it from them. Or find out where they got it. But what we want to do is group participation again. I like the group Absolutely. participation we had earlier today, so I definitely think that if you want have a, a favorite WrestleMania moment, mm-hmm. we're going to be focusing primarily on WrestleManias 1 through 10, okay. the first 10, kind of in that little cartoony 
era of wrestling. The fun time. Um, if you have a favorite match, a favorite wrestler, a favorite tag team, a favorite manager, mm-hmm. uh, well, we'd like to know about it. You can either send us an email or a one to two minute MP3 or WMA fo- uh, file, and you can send that to GeekSalad at Yahoo.com. Uh, we're gonna, we're pretty much, we're, we're, we're not picky, so we'll pretty much play them all. Yeah. Um, Ooh, Retro Macho Ran, Randy uh, Savage here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we want to we want to know about that. I'm sure even if you're not a big fan of wrestling at all, I'm sure you have some memory of that '80s to early '90s wrestling. Uh, yes, back when like you know WrestleMania was like in April, right. you know, like during like you know the warm weather, and it was like on a Sunday afternoon. Yep, you, know, you that, could watch it like three o'clock in the afternoon. That's when you got it. You know, it was yeah, or, or before the days of pay per view when you actually had to go to the stadium and watch on a gigantic closed circuit TV. Yep. My brother and I played the SNES wrestling game all the time. Oh, oh yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the video games. We're gonna talk about some of our favorite wrestlers, mm-hmm. some of our favorite tag teams, some of our least favorite wrestlers. Okay. Uh, some of those answers might actually surprise you. So if you have brother. anything, huh? What's brother. that? That was <laughs> Cooper. If you have anything else for us, uh, again, our email is geeksalad at yahoo.com. Um, you can get to us on MySpace, www.myspace slash geeksalad.com. Um, join our Facebook group. Uh, just type in the keyword Geek Salad. As always, you can find us on iTunes for uh, past episodes. Just type in uh, the keyword Geek Salad mm-hmm. at the iTunes store. Um, or you can just check out our website, www.geeksalad.mypodcast.com. Mike, thanks again for joining us. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Oh, yes. And I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Mike, uh, for Mike, and for myself, uh, and for Mike, Mike. <laughs> for all three Mike. of us. Hi, I'm Larry, it's my brother Daryl, my other brother Daryl here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, for all three of us, we're going to go see The Watchmen, and you folks, just uh, go forth and be nerd-filled. Have a great day. So yeah, I was, I was hoping to check out the um, that was that new Batman. Oh, the Brave and the Bold. Yeah, yeah. I guess apparently it's, it's supposed to be like a lot of uh, like you know like team ups or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it looked pretty good. I was uh, I liked it. But yeah, uh, who's the voice in Batman in that one? Do you know who the voice is? Who? Diedrich Bader. Oh really? From Drew Carey show. <laughs> Remember he was the security guard at Jane Silent Bob. All I can just see, yeah, I can just see Batman going like, "My, what a lovely tea party." <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be the pie. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel.